Well, hello, and welcome to Remember God Loves You, and I'll meet you at the finish line. Well, I hope you guys are having a blessed day, because I know I am, because today is a day that the Lord hath made, and we shall rejoice and praise and be glad in it. And God is good all the time, and all the time, God is good. You know, have you ever wondered, <clears throat> when you ask a question, you know, when, God, when, what do I mean by that? Well, I've asked questions, and... I've asked prayer requests, and I'm like, okay, when is it going to be answered? When, like, when am I going to have stop? When am I going to have stop anxiety attacks? Man, I'm trying to get my words straight. Or when am I going to get healed, Lord? Or another question is, is that a lot of us ask us, when will my child be healed, and when will my child know who God is? Because it breaks my heart seeing them making poor decisions. Those are the important questions that we ask as brothers and sisters and as mothers and fathers ask when our kids go on the wrong route. There's nothing more heartbreaking to know that when your kids are of age, I'm thinking about 20 or like older after they're out of high school and out of college. There's nothing more than getting the news of your kids making poor life decisions. Decisions that you never thought of making decisions that have been detrimental unto them. Those are the questions that we ask ourselves is when, and when you, when your kids get mad or when they get confronted with things, you wonder, you wonder, but ask yourself, what happened? You know, what did I do wrong as a parent? I thought I've given them all the tools and I thought I've given them the, all the ability and allowed them to make their own decisions. But was I too strict on them or was I not, did I not give them more of an opportunity? See, those are all valid questions that we can ask ourselves and we can ask others. And for me, I've had a question in my life. Is that, okay, God, when am I going to be actually firm on the decision? Like, for instance, going to college and making the right decisions to pursue a business business administration degree. When am I going to be able to do that? And right now, so far, I'm in a good place in my life. But I could always need, but I do need prayer, and I also do need to make sure that, uh, you know, things need to go arise or in a healthy way. Because no matter the situations such as... Um, becoming a going for school for a pastoral ministry which i was hoping for but that door got closed joined the united states air force that got that also got closed so the big question during that time and the big question i still ask now is when am i going to have a direct correlation when am i going to have a direct guidance so i can once again prepare for what is to come but you see how when we ask god when am i going to be ready or what can I do to prepare myself again then we control then we think that we can be controlling of the outcome because I love to prepare for things I love to prepare for what is to come make sure that what is you know what do I need to do to make sure that things are okay things don't go awry I love to prepare so once again we can't be in controlling of our situations we can't be controlling of of what we want we can't be doing that so the cool thing is I love is that in today's reading, we're going to be taking a look at 
Second Peter chapter three. Uh, we're talking about all of chapter three, but it's a very short uh, reading. We're also going to be taking a look at um, another uh, standpoint of maybe Psalms twenty three. I love what Psalms twenty three and Second Peter chapter three have have to say for us. So with this in mind, we are going to start off with a word of prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you, Lord, for bringing us together. We thank you that we can just come here in reverence of you, Lord. May you guide us and protect us as we continue through the day that you have planned us. Lord, I am so blessed that we can be called your children. I am blessed that you can guide us and that you can protect us. I pray that we sometimes don't ask those questions of when. I pray that we can ask those questions of what can I do from the situation I'm in? What can I do to protect myself? Or, Lord, how can I get closer unto you? instead of those wins. Lord, I also just pray for our hearts as we go out today, Lord, and we pray for the families in Pennsylvania that can now sleep at ease. We can play, I just pray for the families that can now be at peace knowing that a bad person is off the street. Lord, I also pray for the law enforcement that, we're, that work together to capture that individual, Lord. And Lord, may you guide us and protect us as we continue through this night. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. And amen. So the question, not the question, I'm getting excited. I'm sorry about that. I love this devotion by Joyce Meyer of Answers to Anxiety. But in 2 Peter chapter 3, we start off in verse 1. Beloved, I now write to you the second epistle in both which of I stir up your pure minds by way of reminder that you may be mindful of the words which you of the words were spoken before by the holy prophets and of the commandment of us the apostles of the Lord and Savior knowing this first that the scoffers will come in the last days walking according to their own lusts and saying where is the promise of his coming? For since the fathers fell asleep, <clears throat> all things continue as they were from and the beginning, um, from the beginning of creation. Excuse me about that. From for this will, for this they will willfully forget that by the word. Of God, the heavens were of old, and the earth standing out of the water and in the water, by which the world that then existed perished, being flooded with water. But the heavens and the earth, which are now preserved by the same word, are reserved for fire until the day of judgment and uh, perdition of ungodly men. But beloved, do not forget this one thing, that with the Lord, um, that with the Lord, one day is as a thousand years, and a thousand years as one day. The Lord is not slack concerning His promise, as some count slackness, but in law, but is long suffering toward us, not willing that they should perish, but all should come to repentance. Verse 10, but the day of the Lord will come as a thief in the night, 
in which the heavens will pass away with a great noise, and the elements will melt with fervent heat. Both the earth and the works that are in it will be burned up. Therefore, since all these things will be dissolved, what manner of persons ought you to be in holy conduct and godliness? Looking for the hasting, the coming of the day of God, because of which the heavens will be dissolved, being on fire, and the elements will not <clears throat> will met the fervent heat. Nevertheless, we, according to his promise, looking for a new heavens and a new earth in which righteousness dwells. Verse 14, Therefore, beloved, looking forward to these things, be diligent to be found by him in peace, without spot and blameless. And consider that the long-suffering of our Lord is salvation, <clears throat> as also our beloved brother Paul, according to the wisdom given to him, has written to you, as also in all his epistles, speaking to them <clears throat> of these things, in which are some things hard to understand, with untaught and unstable people, twist to their own destruction, as they do also the rest of the scriptures. Verse 17, You, therefore, beloved, since you know this beforehand, beware lest you also fall from your own steadfastness, being led away with the error of the wicked, but grow in the grace and knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. To him be the glory, both now and forever. Amen. Now, before I read Psalms 23, there's a lot, there's a lot to chew on. <clears throat> um, one of the things that comes to mind is when we, when I go through a trial and when I go through anxiety, I wonder the question, God, when am I going to be out of this tribulation? God, when I'm when I'm going to be able to stop having these anxiety attacks or these moments where I have to fear right away. Lord, I when when's this going to stop? You know, because it sucks. You know, I know I've never dealt with alcoholism. I've never dealt with uh, any kind of addiction. But you have to sometimes think to yourself. You just because when you are on a good day, you have a good day. And next thing you know, you relapse. The relapse must suck. Because you're then mad at yourself. You're mad at God, supposedly. But at the same time, we live in a world where it is a wicked world. We live in a world where, once again, in, in 2 Peter chapter 3, we read today, how it will be all burnt away. And that all we have to do now is fix our eyes upon God. Because we know that our time on earth is temporary because God can bring us up in a snap of a finger and we can be home with him. But until then, we have to be steadfast. And until then, we have to be accountable unto others and be watchful of others. And we have to take care of our brothers and sisters so that they do not fall in and ponder and go backwards in their walk with God. You know, that's a lot also easier said than done. And so when it talks about, you know, the day of the Lord, I, I love how people can predict their coming, you know, God's coming. Well, God might be coming on 
if you ever were alive back in the early 1990s or late 1990s, you probably saw people are saying, well, God is going to come on uh, December uh, 31st in 1999 before it got to 2000. Then the whole thing is going to break down. We're not going to live past 2000. Well, sure enough, 2000, January 1st, 2000 rolled around. Then they came up with a new date and they came up with the old signs. And I've noticed how a lot of people tend to focus on that. And you wouldn't believe how many religions believe. And they say, well, look what's going on in the skies. Look at what's going on in, and look what's going on. So they're more focused on, you know, the coming of Jesus. But then while they focus more on coming of Jesus, they forget about bringing others closer to him. They forget to bring others along the journey. They forget about that. And how sad is that to realize that they would rather focus more about the coming and realizing, telling us, well, God is going to come at this time, this day, and this year. And that's completely wrong. We as brothers and sisters need to go out into the world like the Great Commission and spread the gospel. Now, I absolutely love Psalms 23 because Psalms 23 is short verses just verses one through six. It's the most common verse spoken at funerals. It is the most common verse. And when I was at Nicolay Bible Institute College, we had to memorize the whole Psalm 23. There is something about Psalms 23 that brings me a sense of peace and assurance. Knowing that the trials and tribulations that we're going to go through, the struggles that we're going to face, we are going to have God that's going to be walking along our side, that God is our shepherd. So in verse 1 of Psalms 23, we start off saying, The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me to, he makes me to lie down in green pastures. He leads me besides the still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. For you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. I absolutely love that because when you stop and take a moment and you close your eyes and you envision, yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, you're on your path that God has set for you. And you're going to experience... Um, people passing away, the closed loved ones passing away. You're going to experience people like your son or daughter getting that, uh, the news of your son or daughter saying that he or she has passed away. You're going to experience your spouse passing away. You're going to experience your loved one getting sick. That's considered a shadow of, of a storm. The cool thing is, is that the world thinks that it's so important that we can handle it by ourselves. And that we don't need God. And that, well, you can pray like we did yesterday. Well, not we did yesterday, but yesterday we talked about how we shouldn't resort to prayer as a last option. We should, we should resort to prayer as the first thing. And when we go through those kind of shadows of death, when we go through the storms and trials and tribulations, prayer should be the first, the first thing at the forefront of our minds. Get bad news from the doctor. Lord, I just pray that. Um, you give me the strength. Lord, I just pray that my son or daughter is okay. And you get in a car accident. Lord, I just pray that every, everything is okay. I pray that everybody's okay. Or something that happens like your son or daughter gets diagnosed with cancer. Lord, I pray that you can 
uh, we, you can give us doctors that know what they're doing. And that's the first resort. Because when you pray that kind of prayer, and when you rely upon God during the shadows and during the storms, God is going to walk alongside with you. Jesus is going to walk alongside with you. And he's going to provide the staff and the rod. And, <clears throat> and the cool thing is, is that he's going to protect you. And he's going to guide you along the way. So with this in mind, in verse 5, we read, You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup runs over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Amen. And amen. So now let's get the big picture. And you're probably wondering, okay, Sasa, you read first or second Peter chapter three, and you also read Psalms 23. Now, how does that relate to my life? How does that relate to when you said, God, when God, or when God, when, how does that correlate it? Well, if you haven't noticed, life is often full of unanswered questions. And when we're, and when we've prayed for God's help with a situation and we're waiting and trusting him to change things in our lives. It's easy to ask when, God, when. Even when we reach the place of truly trusting God, we at least want to know when he'll give us the breakthrough we need. Over the years, I've learned that he will eventually do it, but it will be in his way and timing, not ours. That is the hardest life lesson that I have ever learned in my 24 years. Because I always want a solution. I always want answers right away. For instance, if my car has an engine light on, I want to make sure what is causing the engine light on. Or if my car doesn't start, I want to know what's causing it not to start. That means I would check the oil. I would check the, the electric grid. I would open up the engine hood and I would do a full detailed work through my car. And I want to make sure why. But when it comes to our personal walk with God, there are some times where God's like, okay, you know what? I'm going to put you through the storm. I'm going to allow you to dwell in it because I love you and because there's a purpose through it. Then there will be a breakthrough. It's all in God's timing, not ours. And that is a biggest battle that I have dealt with, that it's in God's timing that prayers will be answered. The story of Paul and Silas in Acts chapter 16 is a great example. Paul and Silas had been imprisoned with seemingly no way out. However, even in, in the midst of a desperate situation, the Bible tells us they began singing and praising God at midnight. They didn't know exactly when or how God would help them, but they chose to trust him and praise him all the same. Other prisoners were also listening to Paul and Silas and being good examples to the people around them. Then it happened. Paul and Silas sang and praised God, and God suddenly opened the doors to the prison, and they were released. And don't despair, you suddenly know, you suddenly may be on the way. Sometimes God delivers us from a situation quickly, but at other times we may have to go through some things for a season. Regardless of how God chooses to work in your situation, always remember that you are never alone. I'm going to repeat that again. When you go through a time of season, 
when you go through a, a diag cancer diagnosis, when you go through a death of a loved one, you are never, ever, ever alone. There is always somebody at your side that is God or that is God and the Holy Spirit and his angels that are walking alongside with you, that are bringing peace and comfort. While people, while you might not have physical people around you and you might be dealing with alone or not alone, but while there's no any like family members near you, but there's always people around you that you can reach out to. There's always people around you, no matter what. David writes, Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. He had to go through the pain and difficulty, just as we often do. He said he would fear no evil. But this does not mean he didn't feel fear of trying to defeat him. The trust is that we can feel, we can feel fear and still trust God. David also writes, when I'm afraid, I put my trust in you. You may feel one thing, yet your heart can know the trust, know the trust of God's word. David knew that God was in control. Even if he felt fear, he still trusted God. I want to encourage you to do the same. When you're waiting for God to work, even if it seems like he's not or it feels like he's taking too long, follow the advice of Proverbs 3 and 5 through 6. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways submit to him and he will make your paths straight. Trust will always require unanswered questions. You may not know when or how God will work in your situation, but you can be assured that he is already working behind the scenes to help you. An answer, your, an answer will arrive in his perfect timing. And with this in mind, we're going to end it with a word of prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you, Lord, for bringing us together. We thank you that we can just come here in reverence of you, Lord. Lord, we are so blessed to be called your children. We're blessed that you can take care of us and that, you know, whatever the difficulty and the storms that arise, Lord, we pray that you can just watch over us. And that we may not be rocked by any bad news, Lord. That you give us the strength and the encouragement that we need. Lord, we just pray that you can just come into our hearts. Provide us a way, Lord. Provide us peace and comfort, whatever we're going through. So that we don't give up on your love. So that we don't give up on the path that you have set before us. So that when you cross that finish on, Lord, we can run into your arms. And we can hear you say to us, well done, my good and faithful servant. And in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Well, I hope you guys have a blessed day. And remember, God loves you. And I'll meet you at the finish line. Bye. Mm -hmm.